Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today I want to do something a little bit different. I don't think I've ever done an episode like this before, but I want to do a January recap, even though that's a little bit belated. And I think what I'm going to do is try to do one of these every month and talk you through when I have a big month, when I have a small month, when I have everything in between, and explain kind of what went into that and what business activities I was taking on throughout the month and what we were getting done and preparing for so that you can start to understand the cadence and the behind the scenes of a business that's maybe a few steps ahead of where you're at now because I think it's all right like it's always really helpful to see where you're going and know what you're working towards so we're going to get into it in today's episode I want to talk about what January was like for me in business specifically And I want specifically to talk about the commitments that I made to myself at the end of 2022 and the takeaways that I have to share with you after what turned out to be an incredible month. It's the 31st right now, so I have all my numbers in for the month and I'm honestly blown away and I want to talk to you about why that is. So in 2022, I've already done an episode about this, so you already know, I was incredibly inconsistent in my business and marketing, particularly in the latter half of the year because I was just having such a hard time mentally. And when I got back on the horse, so to speak, in very late December, early January, because of that, I was fully prepared to have to rebuild a lot of my lost momentum. And I was really not expecting anything impressive in terms of sales this month. And I really wasn't upset about that either. And I think that's really important. So I committed to executing a launch, even though I knew that it would be a little bit touch and go because I hadn't really prepared properly. And I was still picking myself up from like a really mentally tough Q4. And as a mindset practice, I went and I bought myself a little baby bottle of Prosecco. Um, I didn't like the champagne. They had baby bottles of champagne, but I, I don't like that brand. So I got Prosecco. Uh, to pop at the end of the month. And I planned to pop it and celebrate just kind of getting back up on my feet and executing a launch, even if we made zero sales. And to be honest, I can't think of a time in my business where I have been prepared for no sales, but I had really let things coast. Like when I say my business was in maintenance mode, I mean it. Like I was not really doing anything to grow my business at all in 2022. I was just showing up for what I already had in place, which I'll talk about in a minute. But I wanted to commit to being willing to show up in January and do the work anyway, which is really incredibly important in terms of mindset and accordingly in terms of results, right? So long story short, I had no expectations of January. I did not feel at all entitled to any sales. I did not feel entitled to engagement on my social media. I went into the month prepared to execute a launch with almost no runway, prepared to do it publicly even if it yielded no results, so essentially prepared to publicly fail. But, and this is a really big but, back in 2022, when I knew I was struggling, when I knew my business was going to be staying on maintenance mode, I made a couple of commitments to my business and myself that I had kind of discounted or maybe even forgotten by the time we were heading into January. They had just become normal, and so I wasn't really thinking about them as tangible factors in what January was going to look like. And that was a huge oversight because they ended up absolutely changing the game. So the first commitment that I made in 2022, and again, like this is probably the worst place I've ever been in mentally. I was having a really, really tough year. My executive functioning was absolutely shot. And I knew that I did not have it in me to go out and grow my business that year. 
So the first commitment that I made was that I was going to give my all, whatever I had in the tank, I was going to give it to the people who were already paying me, specifically inside the society and private coaching containers. So when I didn't have the energy and the mental capacity to pour into my marketing, which was most of the year, to be honest, I made sure that I was pouring into my clients. So I showed up for every single call, like some of the absolute worst weeks of the year when I was an absolute wreck, I still showed up for my calls and I blocked off time in front of my calls to get my head on straight and put myself in a good mindset so that I would be in the right place to serve my clients. I also spent a lot of time thinking about my clients. And when I say clients, I mean my, like my students as well, right? Client for me encompasses the people that are in my programs. And I started, I spent time thinking about them and I spent time thinking about their businesses because I didn't want to be so wrapped up in what I was dealing with that I completely detached from the people who were leaning on me to mentor them, right? I wanted to be able to show up and serve them the way that I always do, the way that I, that I like to, and I love to in my business. And I wanted to make sure that I didn't get so detached from them in dealing with my own stuff that I wasn't able to do that. So I actively spent time thinking about all of my students thinking about their businesses, the problems they were having, the successes they were having, how we could better serve them, how like specific troubleshooting for each of them. I intentionally put time into that. And it actually, that really helped me mentally as well, because it made me feel helpful and productive, even when I didn't really have the motivation to take that on for my own business. The other thing that I did was I committed to showing up on stories as often as possible. Now, this is important because for me, there's something about posting that feels so challenging when I'm in a difficult place mentally, because I do not batch my content. I make my content at most a couple days in advance. And I do that because I very, very firmly believe that my content performs better when I am kind of in the moment with it, so to speak. That doesn't mean that I don't prepare anything. That doesn't mean that I don't think ahead. We're not just kind of going willy-nilly here, but I do most of my content mostly in the moment and it performs so much better and slaps so much harder because I do that. And I'll talk about that in a whole other episode. But the problem with that, the massive flaw in that strategy is that when you are not in the moment, when you're not able to be present in the moment, when your head isn't on straight in that moment, you don't have any content in your brain to post, right? And that was a huge challenge for me in 2022. I really struggled to create content. Um, Even after jumping on TikTok and having a massive, you know, first couple months on there, I literally just dropped it because I, I didn't have it in me to keep showing up. But what I did do was I showed up on stories as often as possible. And I posted stories almost every day in 2022. There was maybe a couple of periods where I would disappear for four or five days. That was it. I I posted stories almost every day. And I committed to sharing as much as I was comfortable with and as much as I felt was appropriate with my community so that they would know that I was still here. I was still doing business. I was still working with my clients. But my focus was just kind of on my life and on my kids and stuff. And obviously, as you guys know, my husband deployed at the end of the summer. So I've been on my own with the kids since then. And so I kind of brought everybody along for all the childcare difficulties. Um, I don't know for those of you that do follow me, I don't know if you remember that my littlest managed to get himself kicked out of daycare immediately following my husband deploying, which is the most comedic timing in the world. But it's led us to have a a wonderful, wonderful nanny. And that's something that I had been kind of resistant to because I really wanted him to go to a center and have that experience. 
but we have a beautiful, wonderful nanny who pours so much love and attention into him and he's thriving and it just turned out to be the best thing ever. Uh, but you know, that was, that's an example of something that I was sharing on my stories. You know, I was sharing, uh, about my health, you know, sharing how I was feeling and how I decided to take charge of it and my workouts and all that kind of stuff. And so even though I wasn't on my stories actively selling, which is something that I do think you should be doing as often as possible, I was still there and I was still bringing people along for my life. And I was bringing them along while acknowledging that this was a season of my life where I wasn't doing a whole bunch business-wise because my life was demanding my attention. And at the time, I felt almost self-conscious about that. You know, my business is at the level where I'm competing. I don't like the word competing in this context, but I'm competing with people who have much more robust systems and teams in place. And they, a lot of them do not have kids, or if they do have kids, they started their business before they had kids. And so a lot of them are not dealing with the same kinds of barriers that I have in my business. Obviously, everybody has their own issues that they have to contend with. But um, I felt a almost like these little pangs of embarrassment and shame around showing up on my stories in a more vulnerable way without bringing in the business element the way that I normally do. I felt um, I felt a little bit embarrassed about that, but I continued to do it anyway because I knew that all of the time and effort I had put into kind of building this personal brand would have a strong foundation for that. And also that I don't want to work with anybody that doesn't view me as a human being, you know, like I'm not a vending machine. Um, I am a service provider. So if you're paying to work with me, then I expect myself and you should expect me to to do what, you know, to do what you're paying me to do to mentor you. And, and I feel very good about the way that I honored those commitments and, um, and continue to show up for my clients. But I work with people who know that I'm a person and who treat me like a person. And I really appreciate that. And I think a large part of why that is the case is that nobody that buys from me is buying from a faceless company or a Photoshop picture on a Facebook ad. They, they're buying from me. Um, and that does, come with its drawbacks. But in this context, in the context of having a difficult 2022, picking back up and getting back on the horse for 2023, it was unimaginably valuable. Um, And I just, I can't say enough how grateful I am to have this community that listens to podcasts and watches my stories and pays attention on Instagram and reaches out to see how I'm doing and kind of cheers me on from the sidelines. Um, It's not lost on me what a privilege that is. And it really it has really dawned on me, I think, in the last few weeks, how immensely lucky I am to have that because I know many, many entrepreneurs cannot say the same. And I'm very thankful for that. The fourth thing, um, no, that's the third thing. Sorry, I can't count. The third thing is that I gave myself lots and lots of time and grace to get into a good place mentally. But that entire time, I remained so willing to do whatever was needed to rebuild momentum when I was ready. And that includes publicly failing and rebuilding just like I did in the early stages of my business. I knew I was probably halfway through 2022. I think I was in denial in Q2, but um, halfway through 2022, I knew, you know, I wasn't okay. And I I knew that I was going to have to, you know, put things on maintenance mode and take care of myself. And I gave myself lots of time and grace to do that, as I said, but I also knew 
at that moment when I realized that I wasn't okay, that I was going to have to do some rebuilding. And I knew there was going to be a cost to pressing pause, essentially. And I remained 1000% willing to do the extra work when I was ready to unpause and go again in order to get things moving. And I think that willingness is really, really important. So we'll talk about that a little bit more as well. The fourth factor that needs to be acknowledged here is that this is not my first or second year in business. This is my sixth. Yeah. So there are years and years of trust and momentum built up prior to 2022. And those are definitely a major factor here. So I don't want to imply that I kind of like ghosted on my business in 2022. And then because I made up my mind that 2023 was going to be good, that it just magically is going to be like, that's absolutely not realistic. And frankly, that undermines the massive investment of time and effort that I have put into my personal brand and into my business since I left corporate in 2016. So I don't want to misrepresent that. This is not just a mindset thing. There's also a significant investment ahead of 2022 that sort of has given me that cushion, right? And so I think that's really important. So those are kind of the four things that I wanted to to touch on. Those are the four big takeaways. And I think those commitments and those I don't know, acknowledgements are really important for you no matter what season of business you're in, right? So committing to giving your all to the people that are already paying you is is so important. And I think this is lost on a lot of people. And this is why the coaching industry, the business coaching industry in particular, has such a bad rap and why, you know, a lot like myself and a lot of my peers uh, in the industry are constantly kind of battling against this image of a business coach or a business mentor as someone who is scammy and not going to deliver results or not going to deliver the experience that they promised. Because for many, many years in this space, the the prevailing methodology was to get as many people into your programs as you possibly could, as fast as you could. And that was your focus. And there was no attention paid to, you know, how are you actually helping them? What, what are you... How are you continuously learning so that you're always in advance of them and able to lead them and mentor them? What results do you have and do they have to support the claims that you're making in your marketing and your sales, right? Like these are things that were completely glossed over and bypassed in most of the coaching education that was out there. And as a result, we ended up with a business coaching industry that is saturated with this kind of pyramid vibe of people who are making a lot of money selling business coaching to people about how to make a lot of money selling business coaching, right? And one of the things that I pride myself on in my programs is that we have almost no business coaches. And that's not because I don't want to help business coaches. I absolutely do. And I have, I often work with them privately as well, but I don't just teach people how to sell business coaching. My programs are full of people in a variety of niches. And I love that. I love that we teach business to consumer I love that we teach business to business. You know, I I love that we have that variety and we have people doing all kinds of different good in the world and bringing all kinds of different skills to the table and that we're able to help them with their businesses because I've never focused my attention on helping people make money by teaching people to make money because I think it's gross. Um, So all that to say, remaining committed to delivery, committed to serving the people who have paid to be served by you is something that is so valuable and something that will bolster your business through tough seasons. And, you know, as you guys know, I personally think that there's a lot of fear mongering going on economically right now. 
Um, but I'm not an economist and I'm absolutely not going to sit here and tell you that your groceries don't cost a million dollars right now because they absolutely do. But what I'm saying, I guess what I want to say is I personally think there's a lot of money still out there circulating. And as a service provider, as an entrepreneur, your job is to speak to the people who are still open and willing to spend it and not to concern yourself and get bogged down in the mindset of everybody freaking out, right? Um, And one of the ways that you can ensure that you are a go-to person, even when times are tough, even when people are a little more hesitant, is again, committing to giving your all and to being the best for the people who are already working with you. And then showing up on stories. So that might look different for you. I personally chose stories because stories are such an incredibly powerful way to build a personal brand. It's a way to almost be a little bit of an influencer in your tiny little sphere. And obviously I have no desire to be an actual influencer. Um, I don't think I'd be very good at it unless you want to see me wear the same pair of workout leggings every single day. But, you know, being an influencer in my little sphere, choosing to view myself as a leader in this space and modeling for you how to run your life so that you don't go insane while you're running your business, how to take breaks, how to prioritize your mental health, how to prioritize your family when you need to, like how to run your business as efficiently as possible. All these little tiny things that all add up and go into the results that I create in my business and the results that I help my clients create. That's all the stuff that I want to show you on stories all the time. And that is necessarily going to include some vulnerable stuff and some, Hey, I'm a real person stuff. And when you do that as well, when you learn to leverage your stories to, to build that personal brand and to create that rapport with the people that follow you, nothing bad can come of that. It can only help your business. And again, bolster you and support you through those seasons when things maybe aren't perfect. The third one that we went over is giving like what, how I gave myself lots of time and grace to get into a good place, but remained willing to do whatever I needed to do to rebuild momentum. And that willingness is the one that I want to touch on when it comes to you and your business. So there is this vibe in online business sometimes that is very, very entitled. And I think that is because there's so much mindset and manifestation stuff in online business that people confuse anticipation and expectancy with entitlement, and they end up going way too far and landing in the zone of entitlement, right? So anticipating good results, expecting good results, having faith that you will create the result that you want to create is not the same as sitting on your ass and feeling entitled to the result, right? Having that faith and being committed to do whatever you need to do and that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean killing yourself working. It means being willing to do whatever you see needs to be done to create the result that you want to create. Okay. And that willingness is the right energy that I'm going to make this happen. And I'm willing to do whatever work I need to do on myself and in my business to make it happen. That is the energy that we want. We don't want, I'm here. I made three Instagram posts. I deserve a six figure business. I deserve a 30 K month, whatever it is, right? You, you cannot show up like that and expect results. You have to show up willing to do the work. And when you show up willing to do the work, usually you have to do way less than you thought you were going to. So that's a really important takeaway as well. And then the last one is the investment of time and effort into your business into your personal brand. And we had a really good conversation about this on a society call a couple weeks ago. Um, we were talking about one of our students wanting to open up a separate Instagram account for a business that she doesn't need to market very much because she has a super steady referral source, 
but she wants the opportunity to turn her current Instagram into more of a personal brand Instagram. And I am all for that because the thing is, when you build a personal brand, you have this incredible asset that only works for you. It's not going to work for anybody else, but you have this incredible asset that can flex and evolve with you through all the different seasons of your life and business. And January really proved to me that having, putting that time, that investing that time and effort and energy into showing up and building a personal brand on social media, through my emails, through my podcast, all of those different avenues, right? Even inconsistently, because I have been doing it for so long, I have people that know me, like me, trust me, and are going to come to me when they are ready to take the next step in their business or to invest in mentorship. And it was such a good reminder of that this month, because as I said, I went into the month expecting nothing. You know, I did not expect any new sales at all. And we are closing out the month at just shy of a 50K month, which is, I think, our highest month ever. Um, I just, I would have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it's just a little over our, our second highest month. So yeah, I, I had no expectations going into this month and we are coming out of it with grossing a multi five figure month, which is absolutely fantastic. And it was slow paced and easy and light. And all I had to do was show up to the best of my ability. And I did not show up perfectly. I did not execute a perfect launch. That's important as well. Uh, I made a bunch of mistakes in her email sales sequence. I did not post as much as I wanted to, but I did post almost every day and I showed up on stories every single day religiously. And I focused my attention again on having real conversations with real people and pouring into people and making sure that the people that were already in my world were being served as well as possible and having the best experience they could possibly have. And all of those things combined with the factors that we talked about today is what produced that result this month, despite doing pretty much F all in Q4 and mostly Q3 of last year, right? So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. These four factors that kind of went into taking me from, you know, zero to a hundred again in less than a month, because realistically I started about a week into January. So I hope that that was valuable for you. I think, as I said, those four factors are applicable to you, whether or not you've had a shitty year, whether or not you're going through a tough time. I think they are so important and such good lessons. I have literally written them down and put them on my desk because this month was such an excellent reminder of those things that I definitely already knew to be true, but I think I was overlooking when I entered January. So I hope that was helpful. I will see you guys next week.